You're listening to an episode of the Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life podcast with your host, Kim Olver. This is Kim, and welcome to the 111th episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. If you like today's episode, be sure to leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag me at Olver International. Today, I'm so excited to continue our focus on education by talking to a woman who has been at a Glasser Quality School for 17 years. Her name is Jan White. She's currently the Director of Studies and, as if that's not enough, Director of Lower School as well at St. Patrick's Catholic School. Prior to working at St. Patrick's, Jan also had 20 years in public education. Welcome, Jan, and thank you so much for joining us today to talk about your experience being employed within a Glasser Quality School. Thank you, Kim. So tell us a little bit about St. Patrick's. What's it like? How is it different from your time in public school? Well, we're an independent Catholic school, and we are the only Glasser Catholic school in the United States. And that makes us unique all the way around. We chose to be a Glasser Quality School because we thought that it was a nice framework to prepare our students in the ways that we hoped for them. The values, the beliefs that we had for them and choice theory, reality therapy was really how we could support them in becoming their full selves, their total formation. That's something that we decided on when we first opened 17 years ago that we really wanted to become a Glasser Quality School. That almost sounds like a dream, Jan. What do you like about being involved with the Glasser Quality School? I think that we have a common language and we know the things that will bring about positive results. The connecting habits are really a way of reinforcing our universal Catholic values, but also just a respectful way to work and to learn. And then when we experience those disconnecting habits, we want to work quickly to replace them. I think that's what creates a joyful place. And so when people come to our school, they really can't put their fingers on what it is that pulls them in. They just say, you know, they see people who are happy and engaged and connected, and they really don't know what it is until they learn more about us what can contribute to being such a joyful school and to have people who want to be there, both the students and the the staff. Like I said in the beginning, it almost sounds like a dream. You have teachers who want to be teaching and you have students who want to be learning in your building. I think that there would be many, many schools who would like to find out that secret of how you do that. So Why do you think there aren't more Glasser quality schools? Well, it takes work. When our principal proposed the idea 17 years ago, in theory, we thought it sounded ideal. That's exactly what we wanted. But it's not easy to create just out of the gate. Just because you have knowledge of it doesn't mean that you always know how to put it into practice into your work life and in your home life and then know how to apply those things to relating with others. And so it takes 
It takes practice. And yes, we do have what sounds like an ideal school, but it doesn't mean that every day is perfect and every behavior is connecting. We have to work through that and know the difference. Yeah, that's, but still sounds great that you actually take the time to work through those things and aren't on the punitive end of things. You would rather help kids and staff get through their problems and challenges rather than punish them through it. And I think that's a big difference for many schools. We want to work hard to remove fear and punishment from our school. We like to say quickly, that doesn't mean there are no consequences. It's not a a free-for-all. You know, there are consequences. We have some norms we want to live by and if we want to respect one another. But we do want to remove the fear and the punishment. And oftentimes in school systems who are still very much following bureaucratic kind of structures, accountability systems sometimes come with fear and to a certain regard, punishment. We're not driven by that. We're more driven by helping everyone to grow, to be their best selves. That sounds great. So I know you may not be able to speak. I'm sure you cannot speak for all the people that work at St. Patrick's, but maybe you could generally kind of address what does it mean to them to be part of a Glasser Quality School? And if you can't, what does it mean to you? I think I would talk about that from two different perspectives. First, from the teachers who are new to our school and they're learning about choice theory, reality therapy. Again, in theory, it sounds great. In practice, it takes a little while. And so they're feeling that difference and trying to, and asking lots of questions and, you know, what is the Kool-Aid that everybody's drinking? And there's no Kool-Aid. It's just we're learning how to relate better with people. And it doesn't happen overnight. Putting it into practice just takes a little while. And they're learning why certain traditions we have at our school, certain norms at our school exist, because you have to have all those things in place to support being a glass or quality school. From the perspective of our teachers who've been with us for a number of years, I think I can hear them say, I get it. I get it now. I didn't get it that many years ago, but I get it now because they've had opportunities to put it into practice in their own lives or maybe with a relationship with a colleague or with a student that maybe they really struggled connecting with. I think it means a great deal. It means the most when they can see it translate into the way they relate to their spouse and to Mm -hmm. their children and to their students who are their other children. It can be life-changing. You just keep on learning more and more. I just got goosebumps thinking about life-changing because I know it certainly was life-changing for me. The thing that's interesting that I think our audience might want to know a little bit more about is, so you become a Glasser Quality School. It's not enough just to do it in school. You're asking people to do it at home too. What is that about? Well, why wouldn't you? If it's a great way to relate to people and we have relationships in our lives inside our work life and our home life, then why wouldn't you want to translate? And so again, initially, you know, your family will say, don't try that choice theory language on me. But then you can hear them in private using it in their own lives. They may not use the same exact words, 
but they understand what's the difference between understanding that you can't control others, that you can only control yourself and your response to people. Translating to families is good for our relationships with our own children and our spouses. And even if they haven't gone through the training, they begin to see it in you. So you, in fact, are modeling these connecting habits and problem-solving skills and, and, and hearing the language again and again, they get it. It's like, <laughs> okay, okay, I know, I can't control that. And they look at a problem a little differently. It's so funny. As you know, I've raised two sons and my youngest is now 35. And it was maybe two years ago with a big smirk on his face. He said to me, you know, mom, I've kind of figured out that it doesn't do me any good to try to change things I have no control over. And I said, really, Kyle, where did you where did you learn that? And his smirk just got even bigger. But it was really funny because I've been taking choice theory training since Kyle was two years old. So by the time he was 35, he figured it out. It took a little while, but when you're doing it by osmosis, I could see why that might take a little while. Tell us your thoughts. We had a little conversation before this podcast. You brought up a concept that you and I both really consider the cornerstone of Glasser Quality Schools, and that's trusting relationships. Can you tell us your thoughts on that? The most important part about choice theory reality therapy is the focus on relationships, and these are trusting relationships. And when we trust one another, we're vulnerable to one another. And in schools, if you think about all the different roles that there are, they're the student role, the teacher role, the administrator role, colleague role, parent role. We make ourselves vulnerable when we are in a relationship and we want to know we can be trustworthy. And to be trustworthy, we have to demonstrate connecting habits and be mindful of our role so we can help put people at ease. When a student trusts a teacher, they know that they are not going to do them any harm that they're benevolent, that they're going to try to help them to do their absolute best. And parents may relate with teachers. They recognize there's a difference in roles, but they want to know that you're doing the best for their child and that we're going to work as partners to help. The same with colleagues. You want to know that you can trust your colleague, that there's no competition, that we all win when we can work together. And that the leader has an incredibly important role in guiding all of this to make it happen. Trust in schools. There's plenty of research out there over the years that says this is really going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference in student achievement. There are lots of things out there, but you can't fix some things. You have to pay attention and to build trust. And when you build trust, some of those other things can fall into place. And you're going to see greater results. You're going to see teachers who want to be in a school working with students, no matter whether it's urban, suburban, rural. You're going to see students who want to show up and be engaged. And you're going to see parents who want to be involved. If you build trust, the rest of the things, they make much more sense. So I really think it's important for what we do. Yeah, so I want to make sure I hear you right, because I'm thinking of naysayers, right? If they listen to this, they might be thinking, 
yeah, that's all great. So you do all this good relationship stuff, but what about the academics? Are my kids going to get into college and win scholarships and that kind of thing? What would you say to those naysayers? I say that if you are working on building a trusting relationship, then they're going to be internally motivated in ways that they want to go to college or wherever it is that they want to go next in life. It may not be college, but they'll be true to themselves and be the best selves they can be. For the naysayers that say, this is all soft stuff. Well, yeah, it is. But it creates a learning environment where students can feel vulnerable and trust that the teachers are competent and know what they're talking about and can help them take risk in their learning. Investing a little time into building trusting relationships are really going to be worth it. And you're going to get the outcomes that you want. Just got to put in the effort and the commitment. Great. Thank you for that. What would you say to a school leader that might be thinking about creating their school into a Glasser Quality School? I'd say to get to know about it as much as you can. Talk with other schools who are glass or quality schools. Work on yourself first, because once you have an understanding or beginning understanding of choice theory, you're going to see things through a different lens. You're going to see it through the lens of love and belonging and power and achievement and fun and start to create a learning environment in your school that's need satisfying for everybody. Get to know it first yourself and talk with others who are in schools that are glass or quality schools. And then start to live it and model it. And people are going to wonder, well, you know, what what is your what are what are you doing? What what do you have that I don't have? Or how can you help me? Or where did you learn that? then people will be interested enough to want to know for themselves. It doesn't have to be put upon them. You're inviting them to learn more about it. Thank you so much, Jan. So Jan, with all of this positivity that surrounds Glasser Quality Schools, why do you think there aren't more of them? There is a sense of urgency to show immediate results. Some things take time. You have to build trust. In many instances, we may not have that time, but I think it's worth it. Putting quick fixes into place to help raise student achievement or to help children become more socially, emotionally strong is just not going to happen overnight. And you have to build this trusting relationships within a school so that everyone can feel like they can risk so that they can be the best selves and achieve great things. Another reason may be money, that if you want a deeper understanding of choice theory, reality therapy, you can read it in a book and you can try to put it in place in your lives, but you may need a little bit deeper level of training and money is not abundant and you have to make choices about priorities in a school. And there may be something that's more pressing at the moment. So making those choices. So commitment and time. Those are some reasons why. And probably a little bit of fear that it seems that it's a soft skill and then it won't get the results that you're looking for. So taking a chance. 
So I hate to do this, but we are running out of time. So I just want to ask if there's anything we didn't cover that you might like to say. If schools would give it a chance, I think being a glass or quality school will get them the outcomes that they're seeking for students and for themselves, and maybe even boost the credibility of the teaching profession and how important the role teachers play in the lives of children and the roles of schools and principals in the lives of children gets worth the commitment. Jen, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and our audience today. I know you have a busy schedule and could be spending your time doing any number of things. So I'm extremely happy you chose to spend this time with us today. Thank you. Thanks, Kim, for this time with you. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and remember to leave a review and share with your connections on social media. I also hope you'll join me next week when I'll be interviewing a very special teacher, Gretchen Carey. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at lifeequalschoices.com or listen wherever you download your podcast. And don't forget, remember to subscribe.